Welcome to the River City 360 Road Trip. Today we're heading out to Cook's Creek where we visited the Cook's Creek Heritage Museum. Let's go! So this is St. Mary's Chapel. Um, it actually used to be on Henderson Highway and it was built by the immigrants who came here because they felt like Winnipeggers had a hectic and busy lifestyle. So they would come here for some moments of rest. And at the time it would fit six people in it. You can go in if you want. And yeah, we just have some old things from the church from before it burnt down in here as well. So this building was donated from the Hutterite colony and you can actually see how it was made on the side. So this would be representative of an old pioneer home. So they would use spruce and then they would take clay to hold it all together. And then they would use manure and straws insulation and then put a whitewash over it. So if you go in, it's actually really cool in there. Cool as in cold? Cool as in cold, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can see an old piece of railroad over there because that's how they got here. They would take a boat to Halifax and then they would take the railroad from Halifax to Winnipeg at this Winnipeg station that's still there. It uh, looks very different nowadays, but that's how they would get here. And then they would take a carriage or even walk if they couldn't afford any other way to get out here. So where are we right now? Describe sort of this house and what it's all about. So this is a pioneer home that was built in 1910. It's not a super wealthy family, but still a bit better off because you can see this one has two rooms downstairs and there's another two rooms upstairs. So a bit better than living in a one-room house like the last one we were in. Uh, but it was constructed the same way, spruce logs, manure for insulation, all that fun stuff. A lot of the things you'll see in here show how much they had to do by hand. For example, making their own butter. Uh, which is what all these th items over here are, are for. Uh, you have We have a couple butter churns over here. Um, some of them were little, but then they, there's also really big ones that you would use for if you have a big family, which most people did back then. Cream separators. Uh, down here is a butter pounder, so they would still make their butter into bricks oh, cool. by putting the butter in there and pounding it into shape. But all this they would have to do by hand, which just shows how much work it went into running a household because you couldn't just go to the store and grab a stick of butter whenever you need it. You had to make the butter yourself. And then over here we have a cabbage cutter, so that would obviously be very important for Ukrainians to make their yeah. sauerkraut. So you would just put the cabbage in there and then slide it, kind of just like a mandolin now. Back out here on the side of this building we have our little laundry area because they would do their laundry outside. So over here you can see examples of many different old washing machines. The oldest one we have is from 1910, the earliest one is 1935. The older one is kind of a more cradle-shaped, while the newer ones are more round, which is a bit, a little bit closer to what we have nowadays, but still, you have to turn it around by hand. But not only do you have to do the washing by hand, again, you have to make soap by hand, which is by dripping water through wood ash to make potash. Uh, you add the potash to lye and tallow from boiling beef fat, and then boil the whole mixture, allow it to settle, scrape off the top layer, which has turned into jelly, and the jelly would be the soap and you would just keep doing that through all the layers. Uh, if you want to make bars of soap, you have to add salt and just let the mixture harden. So again, just an example of how hard work it was. All right, so this is our Banish home. This home was built in the 20th century in 1900, and it would have housed probably around five to six people. And there is actually an upstairs above us as well. A lot of the things we have in here are things that would have belonged to a more luxurious family. So there's a lot of time-saving equipment. For example, we have an egg incubator over here. So you would put your fuel in here, 
and then you would put your eggs in here. And then we also have an ice cream maker over here. So that would be very high-tech equipment back then. This here is our pole barn. Most of the building is original, except for this one exterior part over here. Uh, the pole barn was used as part of a set for a movie called A Bear Named Winnie, which was based on the story that also inspired Winnie the Pooh. So that's when that exterior part was added, but we kind of use this pole barn to store for farm equipment. So we have old Chevrolet, old tractors, a pump right there, a chopper, just a wide variety of the big equipment that you wouldn't keep in a building. So this here is our blacksmith shop. It was built by a man named David Tyler Reed in 1909 with only $40 worth of lumber, which is pretty impressive because it's a very big structure. Uh, this part here would be where the actual forge was. It does still work. We don't have it running right now, but we kind of use it more for demonstrations recently. Like um, on Heritage Day, we'll have it up and running so people who come to see the museum will be able to see how a blacksmith would work. But you can just see the wide variety of tools they would have. He would make horseshoes. Uh, you can see blacksmith tools over there that he would use when he was blacksmithing. Lots of clamps they would use to grab the hot metal. Um, over here is where he would actually shoe the horses. You can see it has a concrete block in the middle of the wood floor, which you want because otherwise the horse hooves will mess up your floor when they're getting shooed. You can see he had an, his own office that he built as part of the shop. And then this area over here was used for carriage repair. You can see we have some hold carriages in here to just give an example of what it would have looked like when it was operational. When cars became more popular than carriages, the youngest son of David Tyler Reed actually turned this part of the shop into a mechanic shop to repair cars in, which uh, was able to keep the business running for a lot longer than it might have otherwise if they had kept with more traditional things. And then over here we have an old printing press, and we actually have a copy of the free press um, from September 2nd, 1935. So during the days of the printing press was when the terms uppercase and lowercase were coined because you would keep the not capital letters, lowercase letters on the lowercase and then the capital letters on the uppercase. And then another thing we actually just walked past that I find really interesting, I'll show you guys over here. So DT Reed built these tire skis for his son's Model T Ford so he could get to university. So he would put chains on the back tire and then the skis in the front and he could literally go through fields to get to school. So he was a very inventive man. <laughs> so this here is St. Michael's Roman Catholic Church. The original building was built in 1899. Uh, about th that time period, Cook Creek only had about 16 families in the area, but it eventually grew. And by the 20s, there was about 400 families in the area. They actually had to upgrade the church back then because it needed to be bigger because there wasn't enough room. In 1937, unfortunately, the building burned down, so it had to be rebuilt again. So sadly, this is not original building, but the church is still active. Like, we'll still have people coming here every Sunday, and most of the people who come here will be descended from the people who originally settled in Cooks Creek. This bell is a replica of the original bell that was built outside our church in 1899. So in the fall and winter, we offer Polish speaking lessons. Um, anybody is welcome. And it's offered at St. Michael's Church. Um, it's just in our basement and you can find more information at our website at cchm.ca or email us at info at cchm.ca. Uh, so this here is our clay oven. The way the clay ovens would work is that it wouldn't just be a single family who has it because it was very expensive to build. You would actually have a communal one that the entire community would use. Uh, the way it works is you will build the fire in the oven 
And once it gets to the desired temperature, you can actually just scrape out all the coals, all everything from inside there, so it's not really dirty when you're putting your bread in. And because it's so well insulated, it will actually keep the heat in enough time for you to bake your bread. And we do offer fresh baked bread at the museum starting on Fridays in about mid-July. So here at the back of the blacksmith shop is what we call the back of the barn. This is where our Reviving the Past group will gather every Thursday. Uh, it's volunteers from around the area who help us with upkeep of the museum and researching artifacts and just learning about the past and keeping it alive. On August 26th, we have our annual Heritage Day. So we're gonna be having a lot of pioneer activities, some performances um, from dancers and various bands from around the area. And it's also our 50th anniversary this year. So we'll have a bigger and more exciting Heritage Day. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the RC360 road trip. See you next week, same time, different place.